All right, Brenton, I just want to get straight into it. Last week, we spoke about being a woman in the industry, and I feel like I worded what I said a little bit wrong. I feel like I got caught up in emotion and started rambling, as I tend to do a lot, and I worded what I was trying to say incorrectly. Basically, if you don't want to go back and listen to the last episode, so fine, but basically I said that as a woman, not not at all coming from an artist's point of view of making music, because I do not make music, I work within the industry. And I basically said, I know what it's like as a woman to basically be told that I shouldn't be getting involved with artists, band members, male male like people in the industry because it can look bad, it can look like I'm in the industry for wrong reasons. And also I know what it's like to almost be looked at upon as I am a very excitable person I get very excited about things to be looked at as almost like a groupie and to be worried at like even in my own events that I'm going to be looked at as a groupie and like be scared people think I'm just a random girl trying to get into a green room or trying to and I said that which I still is so true but I also said I said so yeah I know what it's like to be a woman in the industry and to work so much harder than men to be where I am which that is what I've worded incorrectly and I kind of want to like backtrack on what I said there and I obviously cannot speak for all women in the industry at all I'm just myself and I can only speak about myself and my own experiences and I think as well like I speak to so many female booking agents managers you know PR people a lot of women in the industry that again I cannot talk for them so I have no idea if they've had to work harder because they're women or what like how they got there no idea but I think for me, I've, I'm so lucky that I've been given so many opportunities, especially by men in this industry, because they've seen my potential and they've seen how determined I am to get, like, to get involved and make this scene great. And when I had said, oh, I know what it's like to work harder because I'm a woman, that's not how I meant it at all. Like, I'm so lucky that I've been given some amazing opportunities by men and I have no idea if I would have had to have worked harder than a man to get that position. I've just had a lot of people, you know, take a chance on me. What I was kind of meaning was the fact that I'm a young woman in this industry who is new. So, yes, I have to be careful the way I act in certain situations on how I act towards males in the industry, even females. I can't be a little bit too fangirly because that's where it looks like, oh, she's coming in to the industry for the wrong sort of reasons. And I was meaning as being a young girl that's, or young woman, like I'm 22, I get excited. I'm, I'm, I'm a young woman basically in this industry. And sometimes I feel as if people may look at me and think, oh, she's new, she's young. She, and like take advantage of the fact that maybe I might not have the knowledge and experience that other people do and find it a little bit easier to walk over me in like that sort of aspect. And so, yeah, what I was trying to say is as a young woman, I've had to work harder to prove myself, to prove that I am in this industry for the right reason to prove that I am good enough and I can put these things on and I have been so lucky that I've been given opportunities as well. So no, not necessarily I've had to work harder because I'm a woman than men have, but because I'm a young woman, I've had to prove that I'm in the industry for the right reasons and to be taken a little bit more seriously. That's how I was trying to word it. Like what are the bad reasons that you think people might think that you're trying to get into the into the scene for instead of like just passion? As I said earlier, like I got told from like a male 
basically that's in this industry said be careful how you act and who you get involved with because it can look like you're in it for the wrong reasons and I'm not talking about people in the industry but you know if you're a big male band or even female bands like you get groupies you get girls that are excited you get girls that are like ah same as you would get guys I'm not saying it's just women but I think being a young girl that's very excitable sometimes people take my excitement as like yeah I'm trying to catch favor with the bands yes yeah 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 I yeah you helped me word that because I didn't really know how to word it so yeah I have kind of had to just prove that I'm not like I'm not in it for the oh I'm with this band I'm this it's I'm in it because I love it you're not in it you're not in it to put like an Instagram up with like partying with Ocean Alley or something. of course and like I've I I'm really grateful that I've had the opportunity to artist liaise and do things and like you, I, that I could artist liaise or work with or do something with bands who I'm like, oh my God, I'm fangirling on the inside. But I will never go up to them and be like, can I get a photo? Can I do this? Can I post this? Because I want to become, I want to come across professional. So it's just about, you just don't want, I just don't want to be seen as, I like I'm in this for the wrong reasons because I'm 100% in this because I'm so passionate about music. I also want to start off positive. We're what, like four or five episodes in? Yeah. Already been cancelled. Already got heaps of negative comments, but I always love having a discussion about music and I'm always up for having a discussion. Yeah, 100%. And recently that hasn't been the case with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been um, pretty reasonable and respectful in the comment sections. We've been pretty reasonable. Yeah, okay. Like, I haven't, like, gone off at anyone or I might have been a touch sarcastic here or there, but that's about (laughs) it. Not touch. Yeah, but that's, yeah. Um... But we've gotten, especially around the groove and stuff, we've gotten mm. some people reach out um, with differing views to us. Yeah. And just had a respectful conversation about why they think our opinion's wrong and, you know, willing to just ex- exchange information or their views on it. And it's like, cool. I, I love get your hearing, point. Yeah, I love hearing I get, other people's views. I don't views. necessarily agree with it, but, like, thanks for not yeah. calling me homophobic. That's cool. Um, I think as well, the thing is for us, we always will talk about our opinion, but we come from the perspective of punters, basically. Yeah. And like, I have now looked back at the Grooman thing and I've realized, oh, it's actually a really, really smart move on their behalf. And from an organizer standpoint and like a billing standpoint, not having to say like, oh, this this is a headliner, this da 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 a to Z is a super great way for them to keep everyone happy. You're not saying one band's better than the other. You're not saying anything like that. So from an organiser billing standpoint, great way to keep everyone happy. And like I said in the last episode, it's got a lot of people talking because some people are like, you're an idiot, this person's a headliner. Mm. And the next person's like, no, this person's a headliner. Isn't so that the funniest thing though? Everyone's saying there's a different headliner, yeah. which proves our point and that there's no saying. main it's, headliner. It's actually, well, I think it's actually a great way that they do it. Keep the artists happy, keep the booking agents happy, the management happy from a business side of things. But it's got people talking um, from a punter side of things too, which I think they're geniuses. I think there's it's not a, smart. I think <laughs> there's, what did you say? There's a conspiracy also. Oh, do you want to bring that up now? Or? Yeah, okay. we were on the topic of it. Okay. So. Um, Grooving Conspiracy, um, I'd like to thank a TikTok listener, podcast listener, um, the point of this out, and it's going to sound dumb as fuck at first. Yeah, he said it to me and I was like, no. Now, there's, well, like, there's no, like, really big, clear headliner at the moment for Groovin. Now, this commenter has put, Macklemore 
is going to headline Groovin. Now, you're probably saying, No. Why the fuck would I want to see Malcolm Moore? I would want to see Malcolm I'd want to see him as well. But, like, that's a completely, like, left-field option for an artist. How do we even know he's in Australia? A week before Groovin starts, he's up at Ace in the Grass in Darwin. So, a week before, he's already in Australia. Mm-hmm. Will be here, doesn't, can just go around with the national tour. And has, if you, has he got anything else booked? Um, I didn't check that far. I was okay. pretty pissed when I checked that. This was at Laneway. I was in between sets. And if you look at the announcement video for uh, Groovin, what's it in? A thrift store. A thrift store. It's probably in some Vinnie's somewhere, but that's a thrift, that's a thrift shop. What, like, that's so, his biggest song, man. So, so what you're saying is that Groovin's just blindsiding us all. And they're going to be like, ah, just kidding, guys, Macklemore's playing. Well, you said last week, like, any publicity is good publicity. If I, like, if I was organising a festival and I wanted to prolong as much um, interest in a, in a festival that I, to get, you know, months of hype mm. or whatever, isn't that the perfect way to do it? And leaving little Easter eggs in, like, announcement videos and that type of shit. Do you think, though, like, if this is the case, mm. do you think, I feel like they probably would have been, like, Headliner to be announced because I've always been told, like from a business standpoint, never release a lineup without a headliner unless you like do a surprise drop. Otherwise, people are not going to buy tickets. So, like, do you, I feel like if they were doing this, they would have been like headliner is going to be announced. But also, you know, they could just be trying to blindside us. This is literally the only conspiracy theory I can get behind. I also think it's a bit far fetched, but who knows? That's what conspiracy theories are, and it's good to have an Aussie music one. Yeah. It be cool if it was the case though like and i could see him closing a set like oh yeah and if he's Come already on, in head. the country like yeah who and knows? he's doing Maybe. other he's doing like melbourne show i think i was pretty pissed when we went through this but he's in sydney around the same time because he's doing his sydney show uh aussie shows as well he's in sydney doing the show as a like a day or two in between the um newcastle grooving right so like, could be doing that on, like, the Thursday and then grooving on Saturday. Maybe. Um, but I was pissed, so I wouldn't, you know, say that with 100% certainty. I just put it on a podcast for people to hear. Um, but also, I was looking at grooving ticket prices. Mm. Pretty good. 140 I think, okay. was around that. And, yeah. like, you think of a one-day one, one day festival these days, is 200 plus. Oh, yeah. Um, it's which is, like, super gross. Do you but remember the days when they were, like... 80 bucks. Yeah, like 90 oh, bucks for... Those are the days. Like, I was on the Gold Coast. There's a lot. Yeah. For the love? No? For the love. Wasn't that, was that, wasn't that like 96 or something? And I was like, yeah, oh, let's get another. Yeah, I think it was under there. 100. So, Can like, do that? cool that it's there, but I think that would kind of um, kill my Macklemore theory. Yeah. Because, true. like, if I, I don't think you can get there. all those acts... Plus un- Macklemore. Plus Macklemore yeah. for 138. But, like, it's... A lot of regional festivals, so maybe that brings the cost down. Yeah, maybe. You um, never know. Maybe it's like cheaper licenses or something. I don't know, but I thought, you know, I, I was pretty surprised when I saw that price. I don't want to say it's reasonable, but in the festival landscape compared to the others, it's um, definitely uh, best value for money. Yeah, definitely. Because isn't spilt milk like 180 or something like that? I think that was 200 as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is going to sound the douchiest thing. We wouldn't know. <laughs> we don't pay for tickets. <laughs> don't sound too up yourself. They might stop inviting us to things. Nah. 
It's funny, you'll always notice that uh, between the two of us, I'm trying so hard to stay out of everything, any controversy. I love what I do. Please don't cancel us. Please keep sending us to things. Yeah, fuck it though. Like, I'll be Kyle, you can be Jackie O. All right. I'll get in trouble for shit, I don't care. Sure. All right. They just signed a $10 million deal. Cancel him, not me, please. Yeah, but I like, I always get the people messaging me going, like, don't comment, but I agree. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Sometimes on the TikTok, you'll like, because like, we both have access to it, but you post mostly now, and I'll like watch the messages come through, and I'm just like, and you'll start talking, especially if people disagree, and I'm like, oh my God, shut up. People are going to hate us. No, but it's good when people disagree, because like, just feeds just the as algorithm. as long as we don't be rude, like it's fine. Yeah. Because everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. No uh, matter just what. Just not us, apparently. Not you. Yeah. I don't have an opinion and then I get called a salada. Yeah, what were you called this week? You, um, so you firstly, got in trouble for yawning. So, okay. You got called a salada. How's this, right? So if you don't notice, if you like watch some of our videos, I don't talk much. Or if I do, I don't really say a lot on, especially when it's controversial topics, because I don't want to get involved i don't and if i don't have an opinion i'm not going to say anything that quote is already met buddy oh, and, yeah. yeah and you can also tell i feel like i look so zoned out in some of these videos like i'm not fucking caring about what's being said like and someone goes she has a personality of a salada i didn't know what a salada was i had to google it so it's like dry like crackers and i was already having a really bad day and i saw that and i was out to lunch with my mum, and i was like mum, they just said i have the personality of a salada and i got really upset about it and then my friend was like, don't worry, I like saladas. Mm. And then the next person was like, commented on another, another video and was like, does she ever let you speak? And I was oh, like, yeah, that was funny oh. as fuck. I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but every other video I barely said a word. And it's like, finally, I'm like passionate about something and f fuck you. And I then hate social media. It's like uh, when we first started doing it, you got up me because you weren't speaking that much. Mm. And then second, it was like, oh, I've got a video. And then you're like, no, nah, I don't post, post that. And then I finally post, I think, two in a row where it's like your opinion and you get fucked on. And the thing is, it's not even like they're disagreeing with what no, I'm saying. It's just you. It's like if I said something bad, I would, yeah, expect people to be like, oh, like, you know, like with the Troy Savan thing that happened and all that sort of stuff. If, if I said something controversial and bad, I would expect bad reactions but it's the fact that like people were shitting on me for my personality and I was like I quit I hate social media like fuck you you don't know me and this is the thing and someone said to me they're like the worst thing you can do is read the comments and I was like so true I was like but these people are literally shitting on me for my personality it's like you don't know me spend an hour with me you'll know I'm not a salada I've I'm funny oh <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Like, you don't have the personality of Salada. You think you're I'm, a lot funnier than what you are. I'm not boring, though. No, definitely not boring. God, not boring. No. I'll chat your ear off. Yeah. I'd... And I'm fun when I'm drunk. But I'm not boring. No. And it's like... And I almost cried, so... We're literally a month in of doing this, like, properly. And I'd say we've got a good, like, 500, 600 negative comments. Oh, yeah. And that is why I think we should stay off the controversial topics. Fuck it. No, I'll go on them. Okay. Like, yeah, maybe we just have, like, a little disclaimer at the start and just go, this is Brenton's opinion. Not Jazz's. Not Jazz's. And then we can just put that on a little TikToks at the start. Because I do a lot more within the industry other than just this, and I don't want people to not hire me. So, please, just... Yeah, well, this is me. So, yeah. like, that's fine. I'll do it. Brenton, I have a question for you. What do you want? So, uh, 
we know I work a bit, so unfortunately I was silly and just forgot festival dates and didn't take the time off work. So Laneway, I didn't go. How was it? Tell me everything. Um, well, I stayed the whole time. That was good. Finally. Um, had a fill-in photographer. They didn't yell at me. It was good. I didn't get any sickness. That was also good. Um, so you knew how to hold your, hold your alcohol this time? Well, it's never been a problem. Um, well, I mean, yeah, maybe too much. Uh, no, nah, it was good. Parish, Texas was really good. Enjoyed seeing them. They're my second favourite of the day. Who was your favourite? We'll get to that. Alrighty. Um, but I want to start off. People I was really excited for. I, I talked about um, having a clash between Skin on Skin and mm -hmm. Steve Lacey, and I picked Steve Lacey because he was right next to the bar. Um, so good decision. yeah, that was good for me. And he did like uh, when he was warming up. He did um, Killing in the Name of. That's cool. But like, I really wanted to see Skin on Skin, and I saw these people in the bar, and I was like, I don't know you. Like, you guys have the same dilemma what are you guys doing? And they're like, we're staying here. I went, done. I can blame someone else. It's not my decision. Yeah. So I did that. And like, people said that like he had mic problems or whatever, but like, it was one of the like most disrespectful performances I've seen. Well, yeah, because Brisbane's getting a lot of shit. Hey. Which is so not fair because like we were there, he barely sung anything. Like he didn't sing Bad Habit. Oh, it's just super frustrating. And then like you, people have bad sets. That's fine. Yeah. But then to go to other places, and I saw a TikTok this morning, it was like, um, oh, the worst things you can do is go to Brisbane and play a show. Uh. It's like, and then they started screaming, fuck you, yeah. Brisbane. Wasn't fuck. that like in Sydney that he made them chant, this like, was, fuck Brisbane? This was the Adelaide one, and then he also spoke shit in Sydney. Oh. And it's like, dude, we're not going to want you on a lineup again yeah. if you do keep doing that. Like, and apparently, like, I, again, I wasn't there, but I've heard that a lot of the people that were at the Brisbane show basically said that, like, his energy wasn't there. Yeah, no, so of it wasn't. course the crowd's not going to reciprocate like good energy if you're not giving it to them. You I, think, know? I think it was cool at the start how he did that like little you know warm up. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we get like he's really and he good at guitar. He didn't and sing, right? He barely sung anything. Like yeah, right. I don't think he sung a single word of Bad Habit. Wow. And then this goes on to my second negative point. <sighs> Dom Fike was like, I was so excited for him. Yeah. And like he had to warm up for 30 minutes of the set. What do you mean by warm up? Like he, he wouldn't sing or he'd sing very little. And it's okay. like you could tell the songs that he wanted to sing and didn't want to sing. Okay. Like so, and I've seen it on every other laneway. He doesn't sing a word of Three Nights. Or, not a single yeah, word. Yeah, I was going to say I saw a video where he just stood at the front and like yeah. didn't sing anything. And, and I was like, like, interesting way to do it. Like I really wanted to see Mona Lisa. He played that pretty early on. And he did like, he sung the first chorus and then he let people sing the second chorus like, that's, which is fine that's, that's fine yeah and it's like three nights is his biggest song mm. did not sing a single word wow. like if he wanted to you know sing the first chorus and then go run around like he did and that's cool but i didn't like you know come and see that or people didn't pay money to, to like hear like what they could on the radio or on spotify yeah. they came here to see you perform your songs um yeah. and you could tell in the second half like that's obviously the songs he wanted to play and he was really keen to play because, like, he did yeah. a cover of um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah, that, that was... Did he sing that? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. sung that. Um, like, he's playing and it was just, like, the second half, I just felt like he tried more and, like, there was people behind us that were, like... Obviously, I was pulling his set apart as I was watching it. Right, okay. Um, and you could, like... People next to us were like, yeah, this sucks, blah, blah, People to the right of us were like, oh, just enjoy it, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, man, mm. like... I can be critical. 
if I want to, especially yeah. if like you know I'm a paying punter. My main question is, did he play phone numbers? I think so. Sure. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I'll look it. I'll look for it on TikTok. I was pretty. Time, fu- I was pretty furious. So I think I went on a bit of a bit of a tangent. Yeah. Well, I was at work and you were still at Lane when you texted me. You say, "I have so much to say about Dominic Fike set in the next next episode." Yeah, I was furious. Yeah. But Stormzy to close it out. Like I know they had the three headliners. Stormzy, easily the set of the day. Yeah. He like even if you're not a Stormzy fan, like he sung all his songs. Like just. He was, you could tell he wanted to be there. Yeah. He was interacting with the crowd. He sounded great. Um, there's fireworks, like such a good way to end the set, uh, end the day. Yeah. Um, and you can, ju- you can see that in every other f- uh, laneway that he's gone to. Really good set. Um, and I was like a casual Stormzy fan before, but now I'd say like I'm, I'm a proper Stormzy fan now. And yeah. that's, what, that's what you want when you go to gigs or festivals or whatever. You want like, to find a new band or artist to love. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's like, you know, I can be like, yep, I love this song. I saw it live, blah, blah. So it transforms you as a listener to a, yeah. you know, a bigger fan or whatever. That was really good. Um, but a positive on Laneway as a whole, there wasn't really a VIP area. Okay. Um, so that was cool. And it was 16 plus, which I think is the best way to go forward for festivals if you want to include more people. Was it... Because, again, I didn't go. Was it similar to Groovin in the fact that they had, like, a if you were to drink, you had to... No, there was no gated areas. No? There was okay. no, And that's what I want Groovin to do. I think that's Groovin's downfall is that they have the gated areas For and segregate everyone. And were like, the 16 plus people with all the 18 yeah, plus? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, I completely forgot it was 16 plus. Okay. So it just felt like a normal festival. When you're at Groovin... You know it's all ages. Well, I, because I work at a, a venue and the security that work that I work at the venue with also were at um, Laneway. Mm. And I was speaking to one of the security guards and he said that he was in the 16 plus area the whole time. So I guess there must have been an area just for 16 plus as well. I don't know if it was just like they had to stay there or you could just go and hang out maybe like yeah i think because there was i, I went but all yeah, around he said it was it was really good and everyone was like quite well behaved and stuff yeah um and that the the 16 plus oh the six not 16 plus obviously but the underage area sorry yeah. he said it was really good and there was like a section of the grandstand that was just underage people as well yeah okay so it's just pretty like that's good you know at least it wasn't like you're drinking, so you are stuck in a cage this time. Yeah, kids get stuck. And in I, a cage. I think that's I think that's the proper way to do it. That's what Laneway does really well. Like they included everyone, and it didn't feel like like at Groovin you can kind of feel like you can't go to places or it impacts your day because you have to do this and this. Yeah. And I get you know there's probably different licenses or whatever. Oh, but of course. Like yeah. Laneway did it perfectly. Like there was bars everywhere, so you know you weren't lining up for too long. Um, there wasn't like a, you know, a VIP, like there might've been a small one, but like we didn't find it. It didn't impact. Yeah. It didn't impact the day. Um, so if festivals are looking at, you know, how to set up your festival moving forward and trying to include everyone, I think that's the way to go. Um, Follow in Laneway's footsteps. Follow in Laneway's footsteps. I agree. Um, and yeah, just probably one of the better festivals that I've gone to in the last 12, 18 months. I was pretty upset that I missed it. I was so upset. I had a double and I forgot to take it off and I was like, no. But I did have to walk back to my motel and it was so hot. Um, and then I Ooh. waited three hours for Domino's. Oh, well, that was your mistake ordering Domino's. Well, that's like... You know? Uh, I think problem. I think it was like it's a... Fault. It was a dollar delivery fee and I was like, yep, oh, I'll take that bad boy. Yeah. But yeah, it's good. Triple J's been getting heaps of flack from... 
um, the Australian music scene from me. Hot me. Jazz behind, jazz, jazz behind their back. Um, I don't listen to the radio. I stay out of it. Yeah, Thank exactly. you very much. But I thought of a cost-effective way that could kind of bring them back in, you know, being the home of Australian music. Okay. Let's hear it. You know how uh, the Hit Network has R&B Friday? Yep. Why don't Triple J do an Oz Music Friday or an Oz Music Full Day? Oi, I like that. So then it's like you can have your like a version. You can have like, say if it's on Friday, the DJ set, it's all Australian music. It's all Australian music the whole day. Mm. You can have a full hour that just supports Unearth music. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like if they're going to do that, they shouldn't just have like already known huge Aussie nah, artists. They should have all, all up and coming. Yeah. Because I, I went to Clearly Festival... Um, last year and Ash McGregor was there and she spoke and there was a lot of other like PR like publicist people and stuff mm. and basically they said that, like you know New Music Friday and they they said never to send your music in on a Friday because they get so many emails which we notice as well mm. on a Friday the amount of emails is triple the size that we would get any other day of the week yeah and basically these these companies are getting hit up by like PR companies, bands themselves, all that sort of things, basically saying, here's our new music, we'd love for you to take a listen, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And a lot of those emails, unfortunately, get disregarded. So it would be cool if, like, those smaller bands that don't really get airtime, that are small, that unearthed play, that are, like, you know, got on there too. Like, maybe just, yeah, like you said, an hour. Uh, an hour. An hour. An hour <laughs> of, like, just those artists or, you know, would that would be really cool. Now I don't see I don't see any negatives in this Neither. because it's cost effective, right? Like, and you could be like, "Oh, it'd be so hard to do." No, it's not. I've studied music directing. I know how it works. Literally, and they, they're getting hit up by these bands. Yeah, and it literally, saying. or you could like, you just have to make a, a couple. Um, they call them clocks. Like that would take a little bit of time, but that's fine. It wouldn't cost you anything. You'd be supporting Australian music the whole day, and I guarantee you, if they wanted to check if it was successful, betcha their listenership would. Go up, go up that whole I day. I would probably listen to it. And then it's like, uh, yeah, exactly right. You're like, oh, Triple J, I know they're playing Australian music on that day. Yeah. I know that's all I'm going to get that day. Like, and that's kind of what you want. And then, you know, R&B Fridays, they've like, that's made into a festival now. Like, you could make that yeah. into a festival. I, yeah. The fact that they haven't done that already, R&B Friday style, Oz music, music day for Triple J. And, like, maybe it could run from, like, 7 to 7 or, like, 9 to 9 or yeah. something. It doesn't um, even have to be a Friday, you know. Like no. It's like, yeah, Oz Music be, Tuesday. Who fuck? I don't know. Oz Music Monday probably rolls off the tongue yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, you could you could go that as, like, starting your week off with Australian music. like Yeah, just, that would be really cool. Um, And if Triple J do take this idea, I don't know, just give me some tickets to somewhere. You can buy me out. I'm cheap. Like, do you know my dad? My dad said to me the other day. He goes, you know, I think it was like Radio Metro or Nova or something was looking for hosts, mm. like speakers. And dad goes, Jazz, you're entertaining to listen to. Why don't you just apply mm -hmm. for something like that? And in my head, I'm like, well, firstly, like you say all the time, I'm not media trained. I have no qualifications, so I don't really know how to talk. Uh, and like radio so professionally, much yeah. Um, and then, anyway, I didn't say that. I just was like, oh, great idea. And then and then he goes to me, no, actually, I had a thought. You don't listen to those radio stations. No. They don't play your type of music. Why don't you apply for Triple J? And I just thought, fuck, all right, sure. Speaking <laughs> of, I want to be Nostradamus here for a second. What's that mean? Like, looking into the future. Okay. And, like, I reckon this is going to happen. Beyonce 
announced a upcoming country, country album. album. What are the fucking odds it's going to be Triple J's feature album of the week when it comes out? I reckon Maybe? if I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money on it. I feel like that's going to be played everywhere. Firstly, because it's Beyonce and it's country. That's new, you know? I feel like it'll be everywhere. Yeah, not for Triple J though and not yeah, feature album of the week. I just think it'll be everywhere. I don't listen to the radio, but I... Oh, fuck off. 